Hello, my dear friend. Thank you so much for watching and connecting. I am Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church from Odessa, Texas. I say hello to you one more time. Another Bible study. This time, Paul in his letter to the Romans. This is episode number 12 of this series. And right now we are in chapter number seven. I invite you to grab your Bible if you want to piece of paper to make some notes and the reading comes from the easy to read version ERV and we read in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit dear Lord guide us through this study so here we go brothers and sisters you all understand the law of Moses so surely you know that the law rules over people only while they are alive this is the introduction Paul is using here after he has been explaining through before chapters 1 through 6 that salvation is by faith so we have discussed this several times because there are many sections in those chapters basically we know that we become saved because of the sacrificial death of our Lord Jesus Christ there is nothing that we need to do to be saved. You don't need to walk on <laughs> the desert for 25 miles to be saved and forgiven by God. You don't need to be on your knees for three miles in a hill to ask for forgiveness. You don't need to hurt yourself. You don't need to pay any money to be saved. You don't need to do any charity or anything to please anybody in order to be saved. The salvation that you might receive comes by the sacrificial death of our Lord Jesus Christ by believing believing by faith that comes by hearing the preaching of the word of God the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ which is what we do all the time so anyone who hears the preaching of the word of God anyone who finally is willing to understand that Jesus paid the price for their salvation will say, yes, I believe that. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. And when you believe that, then is when you become saved. You understand that? That is what Paul is, what is, is explaining. And here in Victory Church is the main message we proclaim all the time. Just believe. Believe I'm not asking you to do anything else. I'm just asking you to listen to the Word of God and believe because your forgiveness is based on the sacrificial death of our Lord Jesus Christ, not or, or, on anything that you need to do. People don't like to hear that. Most of the time they say, well, but they have a poor behavior. They do this. They have done this. Well, remember, while one, one finger is pointing in that direction, there are three pointing towards me. No one is free of sin to begin with. And why will we be judging others when it's what the Lord Jesus says not to do? Love one another. Salvation is a gift from heaven. Okay. It's enough with this introduction talk. But I wanted to point it out to you because Paul now is about to introduce us to something that he wants us to understand. 
which is the power of the law. So he is going to give us an analogy from the verses 4 through 3 that has to do with the law and being alive. Okay, here's the analogy. Let's read it. Verse 2. It's like what the law says about marriage. A woman must be stay married to her husband as long as he is alive, but if her husband dies, she's made free from the law of marriage. But if she marries another man while her husband is still alive, the law says she's guilty of adultery. But if, the if her husband dies, she's made free from the law of marriage. So if she marries another man after her husband dies, she is not guilty of adultery. So the example Paul is giving us is this. The law applies to whatever is happening in the life of this woman while the husband is alive. But if the husband dies, the law has no power over her life. So Paul is giving us this analogy to make us understand that the law of sin the law itself has no power on, on us now that we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. Why is that? Let's continue reading. Verse 4. In the same way, my brothers and sisters, your old selves died and you became free from the law through the body of Christ. And you are thinking, my old self died? When? I'm still alive. As far as I'm concerned, I'm alive. I'm alive? Yes, I am alive. Of course you are alive. I'm alive. What is what he's saying then? Earlier in this study, we talk a little about baptism. And you know what Paul says? When he's talking about baptism, which is an act of faith, he says, when you are baptized, in that moment, you are crucified with Christ as well. So we, we die. That is what he's trying to say. But I want to talk one more time about baptism because it's important about the method and about the significance and about the challenge of you getting baptized. So let's go. First of all, the method. The Lord Jesus walked to the Jordan River where John the Baptist was baptizing people. And John basically immersed the Lord Jesus Christ all the way down in the water. So the Lord Jesus was not receiving water just on his front or in his, in his front or, or his head or uh, forehead, whatever, you know. No, he was totally immersed in the water. How do we know that? Because it says that when he was getting out of the water, special events happened. So first of all, the right way, as we see the baptism of the Lord Jesus, the right way is to be immersed into the water. Okay, so now here are special things happening. When the Lord Jesus is going out from the water, we hear the voice of the Father and we see the Holy Spirit in the shape of an dove going down to the Lord Jesus Christ. So the Trinity, another important doctrinal point, the Trinity of God in action, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The presence of the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus himself, 
in the voice of the Father who says, this is my son who pleases me. Isn't it beautiful? All right. When John the Baptist saw the Lord Jesus coming to him, said, I think this is not right. You should be baptizing me, not me baptizing you. You know, like saying, I don't deserve to do this. Well, the Lord Jesus answered, let's do it. So that way we will be compliant. This is interesting. Do you know why? Because the Lord Jesus was willing to, to fulfill the law. He was willing to obey by getting baptized to make a point. And what is the point? Fulfilling the scripture. The Lord Jesus was perfect. He is perfect. He never did anything wrong. Perfect in everything. Clean, pure, no sin ever. Immaculate, the only one perfect on earth ever, the Lord Jesus. It's what the scripture says, the perfect Lamb of God with no sin. And he got baptized. So if you have not been baptized, do you think you are better than the Lord Jesus? Is that what you are saying? <laughs> do you see, if the Lord Jesus did it, Why you want to do it? Why you don't want to do it? In fact, it's for us believers, and particularly for us leaders in churches, it's our duty to encourage people to get baptized because Matthew 28 talks about the Great Commission. The Lord Jesus says, guys, I, you know, I died. I had risen. I am back in life. I experienced resurrection. You see me. You touch me. You fed me. But now I gotta go. But when, now that I am leaving, I'm giving you authority, okay? And I want you to do three things, guys. The Lord Jesus talking to the disciples, chapter 28 of the Gospel of Matthew, verses 19 forward. He says, I want you to do three things. First, I want you to reach out to everybody and tell them about me. Tell them that salvation that is free is available for everybody, all races, All countries, all families in the world need to hear that the forgiveness of God is available for everybody just by believing in me that I pay the price for their salvation. Woohoo! Okay, first thing. And then he says, second, I want you to baptize everybody. Obviously, the way that he was baptized. And then he says, and third, teach them everything I have taught you. So I hope you understand the points here. Baptism is extremely important for your spiritual growth. If you cannot do these little simple things of getting baptized, going in public, allowing a minister to come and baptize you, how could you move forward in your spiritual walk, my friend, if you don't want to do even the simple thing of getting baptized? So if anyone In Odessa, wants to get baptized, all that you need to do is to call Victory Church. That's all that you need to do. Send an email to Victory Church. That's all that you need to do. 432-614-9798. 
432-614-9798. Ask for the pastor and said, I want to get baptized. Fine. If you don't want to call, you want to send an email? Info at thechurch.us. Info at thechurch.us. Send a message through Messenger to Victory Church Facebook page. Come to church, 2400 West 81st Street in Odessa, Texas 79764, Sundays, 10 a.m., 9.30. I will give you a cup of coffee, free. <laughs> Many ways. If you don't want to do it with us, maybe somebody else, another church, fine. Get baptized. Take that first step of faith and obedience, okay? Let me close the chapter now and let's go back to the scripture. Let's read it again. Verse 4. In the same way, my brothers and sisters, your old selves died and you became free from the law through the body of Christ. It was there when the Lord Jesus died and you got baptized. You are considered totally dead for the law. For the law. Now you belong to someone else. Whom? Listen. You belong to the one who was raised from death. We belong to Christ so that we can be used in service to God. That's the beauty. In other episodes, I have explained to you practical ways that you can stop doing what is wrong because your mind is filled with habits, good and bad habits. The bad habits that are infected by sin and the law of sin and probably the darkness and perhaps it's somebody that you know, relative, friend, or whoever, all that is affecting you to misbehave. And you are not pleasing God with your behavior. Remember, you are not saved because of your behavior. You are already saved because you believe, but you don't please God when you disobey, when you are doing what is wrong. So Paul says here, we belong to Christ so that we can be used in service to God. We can start doing what is right. Verse 5. In the past, we were ruled by our sinful selves. <laughs> Absolutely. Everything was, that was bad, I want to do it. I want to practice that. <laughs> the law made us, want, made us want to do sinful things. You see, the law. <laughs> and those sinful desires controlled our bodies so that we did only what we did only brought us the spiritual death by doing what is wrong and doing what is wrong and doing what is wrong eventually spiritually we are dead and that is what happens to millions of people that they don't care about God and they don't care about the Bible they don't care about church sometimes they don't care about their own families they don't care about anybody but what is wrong why is that because what sin brings is always death. It's sad, huh? But it's true. Verse 6. In the past, the law held us prisoners, but our old selves died. That's the point. And we were made free from the law. So now we serve God in a new way, not in the old way, with the written rules. The big desire that we always had to do good, to behave good, to please God, we can do it now, 
Not because it's a law, not because it's, it's an order. Don't do this, don't do that. No, we just refuse to do this, all these bad things, because there is a presence inside of us, the Holy Spirit powerfully moving us to do what is right. You know, my friend, quite often we go through big tribulations in our lives and we wonder why. Many believers in these days that are struggling with family problems, health problems, work problems, economy problems, many different, different situations that could be tremendous difficulties for, for people. Believers, I'm not talking about the ones that don't believe. I'm talking about believers, people that are chosen by God. Why is it? Well, in life we all go through difficulties, that's for sure. But quite often believers simply refuse to do what is right because they just want to do what is wrong and they are just thinking about doing this bad thing and this bad thing and then the next bad thing. And of course they know that they have access to the forgiveness and grace of God. Erroneously, they abuse God's, God, God's grace. They abuse the mercy of God. But the Lord is not going to say, I'm done with you. The Lord is so merciful. They, 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 unfortunately, the, the thing that we cannot just remove and erase is the consequences of all the poor decisions we make. So, directly to your heart. Are you having difficulties today? Are you having trouble? If you are a believer, do you wonder why so many issues around your life, your personal life, why you are struggling? Is it possible, my friend, that still you want to walk in the dark side? You know that the word holy means consecrated for God, separated for God. Holiness is a lifestyle. It's not a dress code. Holiness is a state of mind. Is not behavior. Holiness is our hearts fully aware that inside of us dwells the presence of the Holy Spirit and we don't, we don't want to con make them feel uncomfortable in our hearts. We want Him to be happy with us and have communion with God. Unity, communion, common union, the same goals. When you are doing what is wrong and just allowing your body to be part of what is sinful, you know, basically what is lacking is holiness. There is no sanctification. It's just pleasing the flesh over and over and over and over again. It's the never ending story and the result is always the same. But those believers that consecrate their lives to the Lord and they please God because deep down in their hearts, they want to have holy lives. Not perfect lives, my friend. Holy lives meaning devoting their lives to please God while they are working, while they are washing dishes in the house, while they are taking care of the, of the yard, mowing the, the yard in the house, while they are driving their vehicles to work while they are paying their bills, while they are dealing with customers, when they are putting up with the supervisor, believers that are holy because they 
want to please God with their lives, you see? That, that is the work of the holiness. Sanctification. Perhaps believers that are struggling are just not understanding that sanctification is the key that will open the right door to get what they need. Instead of trying to get it resolved on their own, letting God work in their lives via holiness, sanctification. If you are one of those, it's time for you to reflect and change gears, okay? Change direction, refocus on what you need to do. But if you are not a believer, even, if you are just someone curious, wanting to know what's going on there, what is what they are talking about? I want to ask you today a simple, direct question. If today was the last day of your life, my friend, let's suppose tonight, when you go to sleep, something happens and you die. According with the scripture, at that moment, you, you will be able to have access to heaven. You would, because there is a door that was open for you in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is not about your behavior or actions, nothing like, like that. You have access to heaven by believing that Jesus paid the price for your salvation. So if you are not a believer, if you are not part of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you're not a Christian person, you're just a curious listening and watching. If today was the last day of your life, you go to sleep and then something happens, and you will die. Will you go to heaven? The only requirement is to believe. I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm asking you to tell me if you believe that Jesus died for you on Calvary. If you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. If you believe that He paid the price for your salvation. If you believe that he not just died, but came back to life through resurrection, the third day, and then ascended to heaven, and eventually he will come back for his church. Do you believe that God loves you to give his only son to save you? Do you believe that Jesus paid the price for your salvation? Do you believe? It's the only requirement, my friend. It's the only requirement. So, what the answer will be? If you die today, would you go to heaven? If you are not certain, I encourage you today to open your heart. Open your heart to God. You know, faith is an invisible power. It's energy, if you like. It's invisible. It's like oxygen. Can you see oxy oxygen? But 
you know there is oxygen. You are breathing in and out all the time. You inhale, there is oxygen in the air. You don't see any oxygen. Can you imagine the, the oxygen things in the air <laughs> flying around me? <laughs> that would be funny, huh? But yeah, like that. It's invisible, but it's real. You don't see it, but it's there. You can't touch it, but it's there. You can't smell it, but it's there. Faith works the same way. It's invisible, but it's there. All that you have to do is just to receive that faith in your heart, and you will see clearly how the presence of the Holy Spirit through that faith will show you that Jesus is the Son of God, that He died for you, and then you become saved. Welcome to the family of God. I bless you, my brother and my sister. One day I hope to see you here in Victory Church or contact me. I would love to hear that you got saved today. In Jesus' name, love you, dear family. I'll see you next time. Thank you for your time. Good night.